Welcome back to KT Confidential. This is episode 258. And today, Ariel and I are going to do a deep dive into lowball offers, how to handle them and how to make them. Enjoy. Well, hello, Adrian. I caught you mid-sip. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm excited for this podcast. Excited to see you. No, you're not. It's I kept you waiting. We're right Let's just be honest. in the middle of the fall season. It's good. I'm excited. So I just had to leave for the audience. I just I've kept you waiting because I had to leave quickly to go pick up the kids unexpectedly. And on my way back, I stopped at a stop sign in a very busy school section. All the kids crossed. I started to go, and some crazy kid comes running up the side of my vehicle, cuts in front of me to cross the road. Ooh. And being in the truck, I could hardly even see the top of his head. And I fortunately saw him in time. And then I gave him shit, as did the guy waiting to turn the other way. Yeah. Kids. Kids. Uh, today we're talking a little bit about the market because the market is pretty crazy at the moment. It is. And it's what we've been uh, talking about it for a while. The news is finally catching up. So you'll start reading about this stuff in the media now. Uh, yeah. But what you're reading about in the media is. It's about what we were talking about a month ago. <sighs> Listen, you know, I sus- subscribe to. Apple News. This week. Yeah, sometimes I cancel it to save my $12.99 a month. But if you follow the real estate um, articles, everything right now is talking about the prices declining and, and buyer's market and this and this and this and that. Interest rates going up, unaffordability, like the cottage market taking a shit kicking because now people can't afford to own luxuries. If you go on Auto Trader and look at the boats, you and I had had a lot of discussions over the last couple of years about boats. Yes. Right? Me being a previous boat owner and you being a wannabe boat owner uh, stirred up these discussions and... If you recall, a year and a half ago, pretty well at the same time of the peak of the real estate market, you couldn't get a new boat. You had to put a deposit in, pay a premium, uh, like a luxury tax, and wait for it. Well, it was that way with everything, Some people that put their deposits, they still haven't got their boats, and now... Hundreds of used boats on the market. Hundreds. Well, it was that. This is a smaller scale, but I was, during COVID, I wanted to get dumbbells. And they were selling it like two bucks a pound. And I'm like, that's crazy. So I. Two dollars a pound is crazy? Yeah. And even more in some cases. And because uh, they used to sell for a dollar on average. Right. Before the chaos of that. So right. I, I, but you then know. people couldn't go to the gym because of COVID. Right. So, you know, obviously f- forecasting a couple of years in advance. Well, I assume at some point we'll be able to get back out to the gyms and uh, many people buying these are not going to use them. So prices will come down. And uh, recently I bought some at like 75 cents a pound yeah. and they were basically brand new. The market got dried up for it. Yeah. There's tons out now. It's the same with everything. And it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's a buyer's market for 
Supply and demand, everything. Life cycle of anything that you sell. Well, you know, I own a LeBron James rookie card, perfect condition, graded, everything. That card has gone from it was selling for about three thousand dollars when COVID kicked in, somewhere around there. At one point, I'm talking Canadian dollars. It went up to over thirty-two, thirty-three thousand. Wow! And now it's back down to you can probably buy one now Canadian for ten. That's huge. That's a big change. Yeah, from three to thirty-three to ten, all in a period of three years. So that's a good segue. Into the discussion today, we're talking about lowball offers, how how lowball offers come about, and how to go about them properly, how to go successfully, about them, how to react to on them. both ends of this uh, of the equation. So, as a seller, yes. and as a buyer. All right. So, who do you want to talk about first, buyers or sellers? Well, I've had, or is it just let's have a well, general I'll discussion? Give two scenarios recently where um, no specifics. No, no specifics. I was representing sellers in both scenarios, and both in both scenarios, the homes actually more so one. Anyways, uh, the homes weren't on the market for that long. One just a couple of days, and uh, so representing both sellers in those uh, situations, offers came in. Both offers were very unattractive. So they were about 10% under the asking price. So pretty significant. Which in a world where our ratio is generally over 100% on average, the market right now is about 3% below yeah. the asking. Right. So if you get an offer of 10% below, you're looking at it going, oh, man. Yes. That's a slap in the face. Yeah. Well, and in, in uh, and then in one of the two scenarios, there was um, a very long list of inclusions, like almost all the furniture in the house. So it was a really, it was not very well received by the owner. And well, compliments to the owner if the buyer liked their taste so much that they wanted absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't should, happen too often. No, for sure. Uh, but, in, you know, in both scenarios, the owners were, we'll say, offended for lack of a better term. Um, surprised, offended, whatever. And um, in both scenarios, they didn't want to respond. They're like, nope, screw it. Let's just say we're not responding and wait for the next offer. Which may have been the course of action if you were dealing with that a year or a year and a half or two years ago. For sure. So it was my responsibility, knowing the market, knowing the likelihood of getting another offer anytime soon and knowing realistically what that offer would look like. Uh, that it was advantageous to persuade my clients to try to work with these offers. So I had to educate them that this is very normal in this market. Buyers, if you don't, yeah, if you don't respond to that offer, yeah. now the buyers are getting offended. Oh, you, don't, you won't even look at my offer? Yeah. Fine. I'm not going to work with this guy. Yeah, then go and find Screw another him. offer. I'll wait for the next house to come Exactly. Up. You know, so after discussion, I explained it's very normal. Don't let it bother you. Uh, and we've had it happen with money, many houses. Well, uh Concession 11, we sold a house on Concession 11 not long ago, and uh, buyers came in Beautiful quickly. Beautiful house. Yeah, buyers came in quickly with one of these lowball offers, and um, we signed it back at the full asking price, and they accepted it. And that's a good example of buyers are going to see if there's an opportunity to save money, 
Uh, if there's no other offers they're competing against, why not? Why wouldn't you? You know, I think there's ways to approach it that might be better than some of these people have done. But uh, that's very normal. So as a seller, don't take it personally. This is a business transaction. Focus on it and figure out how to work with it if you can. I think it's smart to respond to any kind of offer right now, even if you don't think that the buyer will entertain your counter offer. Right. Just out of respect for the market and respect for, hey, we have a live one here. Yeah. And I think the best thing for sellers right now is just the understanding that it is a buyer's market. We've seen that shift over the last 30 to 60 days. There is too much supply and that supply continues to pile on and not enough sales to diminish that supply. So we are in a position where the buyers have more leverage. So you don't want to turn them away. But you also, I think both parties understand if the home is on the market for a day or 10 days, that it's still not long enough of a period for the seller to feel comfortable to do a drastic reduction in the price. Yeah. But from a seller's perspective, that buyer wants to negotiate right now. They want to know that they're not paying more than they could have. Right. Or should be. Yeah, the, so that's the that's the tough balance that everybody finds in in this market right now, but as a seller, you cannot get offended because you might be the only person with a home in the in that case like a 2 million dollar priced home, you might be the only one right now that got an offer tonight. Well, and there's well for sure. I mean there's let I mean a showing, let alone an offer, right? Like yeah. showing are down, are not offers getting are down. Um, but I remember many times where I would call an agent to present an offer on a property that had been on the market for a while and, um, our offer would come in and, you know, the, the, the agent in some cases would say, oh, you know, we had a much higher offer several weeks ago. And it was probably a very so similar situation where the seller times in the last month. Yeah. Where it was early on in the process, they got this offer, they felt offended. They said, screw, we'll wait it out, find somebody else who's willing to pay more. Maybe that first offer was the best offer you will have ever had and you've lost that opportunity. So now, you know, at that point, well, let's look at this new offer. It's not what we were hoping for, but is realistically, is this something we should consider working with? You know, what's funny is that we're seeing expectations from sellers be unrealistic at this point because they are hoping or thinking that their home value is X. But in reality, when you're in a buyer's market, your home, unless it's really unique, really rare, really desirable, it needs to be priced competitively. Yeah. And competitively means a value that a buyer will see. Yeah. And understand that, hey, this is well priced for the offering. Well, and in both scenarios. You don't have, you don't have multiple offer situations right now. No. And um, even if you do, even in those scenarios, you're often dealing with offers that are probably not what you were hoping for. Right. Um, but what, you know, just to elaborate on 
that is a lot of sellers, if they don't get the offer that they're looking for, what I'm hearing is they're saying, all right, well, we'll take it down and and relist it in the spring. Well, I hate to break it to everybody, but your crystal ball and my crystal ball are not that good. And there could be an opportunity or a chance that the values will be less in the spring than what they are right now. If the interest rates go up, oh, this airs on October 23rd, right around the time of the announcement of the uh, rate hike, but um, if any, if if rates go up, whether it's October, November, December, whatever, one more little increase, that could change the layout of everything dramatically. And we're already seeing that shift. There are articles going back to that Apple News thing. I check it every morning. There are a lot of articles talking about more estate sale or um, uh, assignment sales, more power of sales, um, bank sales, you know. So there, there's something happening right now in the marketplace where you do have to understand you just have to be careful. You, If you think that your home is going to be worth more in the spring, you could very well be wrong. So don't, we say this again and again, don't try and time the market. Right. Try and purchase and sell in the same market so you are dealing with an apple-to-apple scenario where you're buying at the sa- in the same market that you're selling, vice versa, and you know exactly what you have in hand. And if you can't afford it in that period, then you just don't buy Right. I mean, if you, no matter what the market conditions, if you're buying and selling at the same time, more or less, it's all, you know, the net and net difference at the end of the day, if you're mortgaging or whatever, is going to be the same yeah, as, as if a you, percentage. And it may be even less. If you're upsizing as a percentage, the larger homes will have come down more. So that gap this is, is even a less. Great time to upgrade. Actually, we can talk a little bit about that. We we're talking about low ball offers, but, you know, I've had a few clients, prospective clients, chatting with me about should we buy or sell first? And isn't that um, next week's topic? And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about uh, in episode 259. So if you're interested in knowing more about that, that's next week's topic. And I think it all ties in together, right? It does. One thing that I do with the, when you're dealing with, um, I guess when you're on either end as a real estate agent and you're dealing with a lowball offer is I will strategically write, um, prepare well-written text messages or emails to ensure, uh, or in hopes that the other real estate agent is transmit or is sending that, relaying that exact message, forwarding it, copying, pasting it to their client, because in real estate, you know, we're we're in sales, but we're not dealing with the end user directly. They have their own representation, um, and in many cases, that representation is subpar, and in some cases, uh, more often than I I wish it actually did happen, but. Uh, I think the other agent quite often is the one that ruins the deal because they don't know how to properly convey messages or how to 
well, the set realistic expectations. Lost, the message gets lost in translation sometimes. Yeah. So I'll write, you know, if we're responding with a counter offer of some sort, I'll, you know, uh, write something that I'm hoping, or even I'll tell them, you know, feel free to send this to your client to convey our messages to them, just to make sure that they understand our perspective. Um, and hopefully... Yeah, because if you sign back at a very small reduction, so let's say the property is listed for $2 million and you get an offer of 1.75 and you've only been on the market for two weeks. Well, that's a pretty low ball offer for a $2 million house that's only been on the market for two weeks. Yeah. So maybe there's a little give there and you sign it back at 1,950,000. Bless you. Excuse me. And you have a story, like respectfully, this home was priced with every indication that the $2 million is a fair offering. We understand you're probably trying to purchase this home as low as possible, respectfully. Uh, we've had enough interest in the property to know that we are well-priced but do respect your offer. And as such, we are willing to reduce the price by $50,000. Right. Is very different than saying, like if the buyer's agent goes back to the buyer and says, ah, they're only willing to drop 50 grand. Or you get the stubborn seller and they're like, sorry, we're offended. We're not writing. We're not sending you an offer back Well, that's kind of what we were talking about today, right? Is that as a seller, if you're selling a $2 million home, you've been on the market for two weeks, you get an offer of 1.75, you're going to be looking at your agent saying, are you crazy? Like, I'm not accepting this. We don't accept, uh, expect you to accept it, but we expect that we get in the game. Right. Because right now there is a bit of a game going on and you need to get into that because if you're not, you could lose that potential buyer. Yeah. You don't know if that buyer at 1.75 is willing to pay 2.1. Maybe it's their dream home. They've been waiting for this home, but you got no other offers. So that person has nothing to lose by offering 1.75 on that house. And it, I mean, it depends on the buyer. Like if the buyer, they just but fell. But the buyer in. could offend the seller. The seller could get offended. Both ways. It goes yes. both ways. But it also depends on what you're buying. Like if it's a buyer trying to buy their dream home or their first home and they're super excited about it, you know, have realistic expectations. But if you are just out with the mission of getting a deal, there's ways to do that. Like there's, I mean, there. how many listings have you seen recently where in the brokerage remarks or maybe even the public remarks, it says motivated, motivated seller. Motivated, uh, bring all offers. Bring all offers, you know, 95 days on market. I guarantee you if we went back to close this, in two weeks. This, like This podcast is now almost six years old. And I guarantee you if we go back a few years, that we will have episodes where we talk about similar things, right? Because it's the peaks yeah. and valleys of real estate. For sure. But there's, there's, there are offer or deals to be had. There are, unfortunately, sellers in bad situations who need to sell. Uh, some of those assignment sales we were talking about, many of yes. those are a great example. And, you know, so there are homes out there where you can get a what would be considered a deal. Uh, one thing that's more prominent now than... I think in all of our career at any time was uh, power of sale properties. 
And one thing I found interesting with those is if it's a power of sale, but it's a numbered company versus Scotiabank or RBC or BMO, uh, they usually have little flexibility because that private lender just can't afford to let it go for, right. you know, less than they can let it, afford to let it go for. So they're better off holding it for however long they need to. But if you find some where it's bank financing and the bank, you know, it's a, a traditional lender that's named as the seller, right. you might be able to get a better deal there. Right. Um, they want to mitigate their losses. Yeah, exactly. If they have a property that's on the market for $900,000 and there's $900,000 owing on it, but you come in at eight fifty, dollars yeah. they might say, okay, well, let's take that 50 grand loss and get it off the books. Right. Yeah, but you know, there's ways to get deals. There's sellers, I would just say If I'm if I'm buying if if I'm working with a buyer. Okay. The first discussion I have is how badly do you want this house? Right. If it's a replaceable house like my house, your house, very replaceable. A lot of them were built. There's nothing extraordinary about these homes. They're nice, they're tidy, they're well upgraded, but very easily replaceable. You talk about a house like the one we sold on concession. Very unique. How often does a home like that come up on the market? Right. Every few years, if you're lucky, and if it's in your budget, don't mess around, because then you could be losing uh, an opportunity to own that dream home. Yeah. But... In every other case, like if you're looking to buy a two-story or three-story townhouse right now, go nuts. Absolutely. Like, I don't know what I'm allergic to right now. Throw in any offer, like if something's being listed for a million bucks to go in at 900,000, 10% below, it's not unrealistic at this point. No, I would agree. Who knows? Maybe you come up with a, a deal and... Well, we talked about that. We got lucky with our last purchase and we both see now as an opportunity where something like that may exist again. Yeah. Well, we got lucky in a... I don't know that it'll peak as high as it did, but good timing, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of the yin and yang of real estate because you say to buyers, "Ah, don't don't be scared of a lower ball offer. And you say to the sellers, yeah, don't be scared of a lower ball offer. Um, One wants it, the other doesn't. You know, like, it's hard to fit the puzzle pieces together sometimes. Um, But right now, willing buyer, willing seller, you got to try. You got to try and put things together. I think the big thing, too, is being brutally honest with yourself and your real estate agent uh, properly advising you. And can you justify the price? Like, are you selling at a number that you need to sell for and you're being stubborn? Or is your number easily uh, backed up with historical and recent sales? Like if you can, if you can really justify the price and you genuinely right. believe it's accurate, then hold, you know, put your foot down. Right. And in many of the cases recently we have, and it's worked out because the number we priced them right. Um, well, going back to this three story townhouse scenario, if it's, if all the other ones that are similar have been selling in the mid nines and you're priced at a million bucks, you can't be holding out for a million bucks. No. Uh, and if you get an offer at 940, even though another one sold for 950, 
you know, based on supply and demand, 940 might be the new 950. Yeah. Because in a decreasing market, you don't know how much it will decrease. If another rate increase comes in, you know, a 2% swing on the value of a home could easily occur. Easily. So it could go the other way too. If we see the, the rate holds the spring again, market could go nuts and the prices go up. If we, we see a second know. rate hold, if we all knew maybe, we'd be rich. Maybe that instills a lot of confidence into buyers now that there's been two announcements with no changes. Uh so who knows? We'll see. Currently, if you're buying a home and qualifying for a mortgage, you're qualifying at a rate of about nine percent. It's a big number. Nine percent. So things have changed. And usually this week, this is one of the busiest weeks in real estate in a normal market. It has been busy for me lately. Actually, it has been busy for us. We did four four deals uh, in the last few days. Yeah. So it's interesting. Different busy. I mean, different busy. Different busy. But generally speaking, you know, you'll see similarities from year to year, just, you know, different at the same time, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it's the same but different. That's, that's it's the delayed. title of this podcast. The same but different. The same but different. Yeah, because people are searching that. That'll be great for yeah. search great, engine optimization. Great for views and SEO. <laughs> By the way, for views and SEO, if you are listening or watching, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Uh, it does help the search engine uh, algorithms. I don't just sit here because I want to talk to you. Yeah. Let's get real. Let's get some action. Uh, so next week we're talking, should you buy or sell first? This is always a hot topic, very relatable, very relevant in today's market. That's in store for episode 259. Uh, if you got any questions about lowball offers or offers in or general. Or you want to make an offer, a lowball offer. Yeah. <laughs> you, Call us today at 1-800-617-0090. Yeah. You want to buy a $2 million house for 500 grand? We can help you. If anybody can, you can. Yeah, see you next week. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in. Hope this provided some insight into how to buy or sell your property and handle those lowball offers. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We appreciate the support.